0: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast, the Chelsea FC podcast. We are here to discuss a one-one draw, Chelsea versus Brighton. Another one that does not go Chelsea's way in this season of mystery and COVID. It's about the two things that you can talk about: missing missing players to COVID. Tom, uh, Thomas Tuchel was all over that in his post-match press conference. We got a quote from it. About the title race and everything of that nature, the most unfortunate thing about this whole match honestly isn't even the dropping of three points, it's the hamstring injury that Reese James suffered. He was leaving Stanford Bridge in crutches, and a video has surfaced, it is circling around the Twitter world as we as we speak on this podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined by my co-host Alex once again. Peter is not here. He is traveling for the holidays, so hopefully he'll be back by next episode, but I don't even know if that will be the case because Chelsea, they don't stop playing anytime soon. Their next match is Sunday against Liverpool, and how big of a match is that? Alex, I know we don't do match previews on on the podcast, but I don't want to split this into a preview recap, and it won't be. This will be a strict recap of Brighton, and we'll get into other topics as well, but that match, we met have to do a preview for. Short, long, whatever it is. It's a humongous match. But but Chelsea, according to Thomas Tuchel, we're not even in the race right now because of COVID. We're not even in the race. He put blame on a lot of things today. He put blame on VAR, put the blame on the referees. A lot of things went went wrong. I don't know if you have to blame it on everyone else, though. Because even with these COVID cases, it's not as bad as it used to be. We had, we, we saw Mateo kovacic back for Chelsea today. Chelsea had a very strong team on the sheet today. They weren't able to get it done. And credit to Brighton because, to be honest, they deserved, they deserved this draw. You know, I heard it in the broadcast here in the US on Peacock and I assume in, on Amazon Prime video, they said the same, that Brighton, they deserved a draw. I mean, Alex, I know you can say differently. We'll have to wait and see. Because I'm going to send it to you right now. First of all, how are you doing on this doom and gloom Wednesday evening after a Chelsea draw? And then uh, your thoughts on whether this was a deserved draw for the Brighton side.
1: This was a tough loss. Uh, the intensity wasn't there. The high level of play wasn't there that we've been used to. And uh, Brighton deserved the, the, they deserved the draw. They defended solidly. They had good, uh, good attacking movements. And they're a solid team. They're well, co- you know, they're well coached, and it, it just didn't work out well enough, right? Um, and we we dropped two points that we could have had, um, that we should have had, you know, based on how the game went and conceding that late. But the injury to Reese James, that's probably a multi-week injury, at least. Um, Andreas Christensen, we don't know how long that's going to be. Pairing with the Thiago Silva injury now. Uh, you're really stuck with only three central defenders uh, if you count Azpie as a central, uh, central defender. It, it's just tough. Um, and Reese James, who had the flexibility to play at the center back role, unable to play that either um, due to his injury. So it, it's it's just it, it's tough. And when Reese James came out of the game, you could kind of just tell the momentum shifted, the way we played shifted not having someone against Tariq Lamptey, who had a lot of pace on, uh, for Brighton on that right-hand side, bringing on Marcus the Clown Alonzo on the left-hand side. It's just, it, it's it's tough. And uh, it's I don't know what we're going to do here with Reese James out. We're having a big problem with the wingbacks right now. The wingbacks, you know, Christian Pulisic was there, but it's hard for him to defend at the same level that someone like Reese James or Ben Chilwell has.
0: You know, Alex, we made up a lot of, good points in your little spurt there you also came up with a lot of good points in the video that you recorded previewing this match and go check it out on the talking blues youtube channel if you haven't already because it's not just about the preview to this match that was literally just at the end alex brought up a lot of good points prior to that and you know what's even like more funny about that after this match those points are even bigger than they were when you recorded and it was all about the left wing back manly situation well we're gonna need a wing back no matter what at this point. Cause now you look into the future and you see Callum Hudson odoi Doy, well, we'd like to put him in our front three. Well, Hudson or is gonna have to stick a right wing back for a while. Unless we want to put Asby there and take him out of the back three. That's a real big question mark there. We have to move it around. We have to shift it. And I wanna I wanna talk about that. I want this you know, I want this to kind of split with our review, recaps or whatever of the Brighton match. Because This left wing back, right wing back now situation come January, which is in what, two, three days, is huge for Chelsea. Chelsea just played their last match in 2021. It was a draw, unfortunately. And now we have a big question mark. We have Ben Chilwell, who I know, I I don't think we mentioned it because I think the news came out after our episode we recorded on Sunday. The news came out that Chilwell is going to be having ACL surgery. So he is out there for the remainder of this season. That leaves our number one left wing back to be Marcus Alonso. Number one left wing back. Now we can play Saul at our left wing back spot. He won't do the the job that we need. Although he did bounce back after having a few rough performances. He bounced back a few matches ago. We can have Christian Pulisic at left wing back. Well, that takes out a sub. A crucial substitution that when Pulisic does come on as a sub, he does fairly well. Most of his appearances have been that way. That also takes him out of the front three. Because we can't put him there if he's at our left wing back spot, okay? I mean, that, that, that could get our midfield more attacking, okay? But we lose him in our front three. We lose him as a substitution. So that leads you now. That's a left wing back spot, right? And, I mean, Alex, you can chime in any, at any time and let me know you're you know if there's anyone else that I'm forgetting or whatever. I want to shift to the right wing back now, right? Okay, well, we had Reese James. He's out. For who knows how long. This could be a two-week injury, okay? But when you're walking on on crutches, it's a little bit of a different story, especially if it's a hamstring injury. In the game of football, a hamstring injury is crucial. Is crucial because you have to come back from that injury, and it's not like a one, two, three on back on the field. You have to do go through training sessions. You have to go through the 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 process that we kind of saw with Romelu Lukaku, right? Coming off the bench, doing twenty minutes, doing. Thirty minutes doing a full half of forty-five, coming on a half. Then maybe if you do well there, you can start a full match. Okay. So Reese James, he's out for right now. Then you look, you have Callum Hudson doy. Behind Callum Hudson Doy, who's your next white wingback? And that's a question I leave to you, Alex. I mean, your your assessment of this situation at our at our wingback spots, left and right.
1: And what I'd say, you recapped it nicely. Alonzo, who can only play left wing back, and then you have Hudson Adoy as P, who can only play right wing back, possibly left wing back if really needed, and then you probably have Christian Pulisic, and those are your four guys. All, all three of three of them are not natural wing backs, or not. not Don't forget about Saul,
0: back. the alternate left wing back position. Don't yeah. forget.
1: So if you count out four players who can play there, but are not at their best there, some could say subpar there. And then you have one player who is at their best there, but is still bad um, in Marcus Alonso. So (laughs) if you want to say it that way, I think Tuchel has two options. You got to recall someone off alone. You got to make a signing, signings in January, depending on this Reese James injury. My guess is this injury for Reese James is going to be about a month what I would do you need to you need to get a wing back right in, in January whether that's recalling Emerson or bringing someone in which I think is the better option getting someone who could be a long-term solution too as a backup because these guys do get injured right as a wing back you're running back and forth back and forth it you're prone to injuries in that role so I think having some depth is important. the other solution if we aren't able to make a signing I think you'd have to change shape change formation. Go four at the back. Still uncomfortable, though, because Mark Zolanzo cannot play in a back right. four. He
0: and cannot I, play in a back four. I was going to say, I think the formation is good. We look to a Frank Lampard 4-3-3 with a false nine. It's an option.
1: Yeah, or not even with a false nine if we're starting Lukaku, right? So we can just have him up front. But I, I, in that case... I remember a few years ago under Mourinho, uh, when Ivanovic was playing, we had Aspi at left back. I think you could do that. I think he'd play an okay role there. So Aspi Laqueta at left back. Right back, I think you probably look at Chalaba. But then with Thiago Silva out and Christensen out, you're only left with Rudiger at center back. (laughs) So that's a problem as well, if you think about it that way. It's a really complicated situation, so if you could bring in a left back, you might just need to change the shape. Um, if you, Say we get someone like Lucas Dinier, you could play Dinier left back, Azpi right back, Chalaba, and Rudiger center backs. But I do think Rudiger is not going to be as good, or any of our central defenders are going to be as good when they're not in a back three, and I think that's also going to be an issue. Um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, I do want to touch on him. He had that huge chance where it was a 2v1, him and Mason Mount against one defender and the keeper. And we just saw Callum Hudson-Odoi, you know, in, in times past, I remember when he's in those types of situations, he takes it on himself. Here he seemed a little bit, almost Timo Werner-esque last season, where he was a little bit hesitant because of his recent form. He seemed almost nervous to, to take a strike. And that was that was the big problem there. And I, I, I was disappointed to see his lack of confidence. Um, in that uh, in that little passage of play there, so that that was a bit disappointing. But in general, these injuries, this the COVID, mainly injuries though, are just tearing this team apart. Kind of like Liverpool last season, uh, where they had the Van Dijk injury, they had the Matip injury, they had the uh, Joe Gomez injury, and they were left with I don't even remember uh, like uh, Kamak or whatever whoever those center backs were that they got from like Schalke and stuff like that, where they were really banged up. I think they went in. Actually, they went in during January. They picked up some players to kind of fill those roles temporarily. I think Chelsea are going to have to do a similar thing. You're going to have to, you know, pick up a center back. You're going to have to pick up a, a, a wing back. I think those are the two key positions. And really, no one else on this team can fill in those roles. Kai Havertz cannot play wing back. Timo Werner cannot play wing back. Yes, he plays on the wing, but he's just not. He's not going to be capable with his size. Uh, or his defensive abilities to play at that role. So really, we need to make some signings, possibly change shape, but mainly make some signings. Recall Emerson from his loan. I think that's an automatic thing you've got to do. I know he has the buy option, which would make it tough because he is playing well right now with Lyon, and they probably could buy him. I know that'd mess it up, but I think they'd still probably purchase him even if you did uh, pull him back. So I I think that's step one. That's our easiest step. Step one, recall Emerson from loan.
0: I mean, you look at Emerson and what he's done so far, it's nothing crazy. He's made 19 appearances for the club, scoring once, registering one assist. The real part of where you see Emerson in his true form was with Italy. Was with Italy this pat this past summer? Or two summers ago now. like I'm. It
1: feels like it was two summers ago, no, but it is this yeah, past it's summer. This, this yeah. past
0: summer, okay. Because you see the 2020 in the next to the Euro, and you're like, oh, eh, no, it was because of COVID. So in summer of 2021, you saw where he really shined. And I forget who was injured, but I know he did step in for a majority part at left back.
1: Yeah, I forget who, who went down. Uh, D. Lorenzo? No, that wouldn't have been DiLorenzo. Lorenzo.
0: Um, spin. Um, Spinozola,
1: yeah. When he went down, another great player. Um, when yeah, he went the, down with that injury. Yeah. There
0: okay. Yeah. Okay. So Spinozola, <laughs> He he came in and relieved uh, for for him at left back, and that's where he really thrived. He shined, and I'm not gonna say it was a big piece, but he yeah, definitely it was pretty solid. Very he solid, helped. Yeah. He helped Italy reach the point of the championship. Anyway, the other one is, I always. I don't know how to say his name exactly, but the two loan guys that you can think of, Alex knows about. I'm going to say it's Ian Matson.
1: Yeah, Matson. Yeah. No,
0: okay. So you look at Ian Matson as well, because he's another guy you can return on loan. He doesn't have as much experience as Paul Mary does. So I agree with you in the fact that if you like go down the line of like, who's the loanees that Chelsea have on loan right now that are, that can you recall? Okay. Matson, Paul Mary. Easily, I would say Paul Mary. There's no reason. Matson is only in a year and a half. I'm reading right now. Into his professional side of football, I know he's played for yeah. the Chelsea Premier League too, and he's also he's come up in the Chelsea system. He has not he hasn't had as much though pro club experience as someone as Emerson. So I agree with you. The first step, we're calling Emerson from loan, and from that point, yeah. there are signings to make. You were going to say something. I I think we should continue real quick with the Chelsea Brighton match though, and then yes, we can... so I would.
1: Ju- I, I, we're going to end that conversation because we're going to have all January. No, no, no let's circle
0: back. Show. To that conversation okay, later in the back. episode, I, I do want to circle back later in the episode to that.
1: Oh, uh, just kind of wrapping up thoughts here before we go to the player ratings. I assume that'll be the next thing we do.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I, excuse me, match. Oh stats. yeah, you
1: have your you have your update. I forgot about that. Sorry. Um,
0: my match stats. I, the, my I, our match stats. Sorry, I you was going to the match
1: stats first before I say anything. Okay.
0: Sorry. That. No. I I was looking. I was like, should I do the Chelsea update? But uh, the, the Chelsea women, unfortunately, postponed their match that was supposed to happen a couple weeks ago. And their next match isn't until January 7th. So I might just save it for our next episode or in a couple weeks. And the Premier League 2 squad okay, hasn't, good. hasn't played for a while. So there's that. Um, I would just like to give credit to Romelu Lukaku today for his header. It was a very nice goal. The goal that was scored on Chelsea, Danny Welbeck. I mean,
1: I didn't know that guy still played. It's so upsetting. I know I made I, I made this joke like two days ago or something. But beautiful, I Heather. Didn't, I didn't even know he played for Brighton. If I'm being completely honest, of course Arsenal always coming back to bite us, right? Of course.
0: All right, let's go to the uh, the the stats. Shots, Brighton controlled that. Like I said, they deserve this draw, eighteen to eleven. You actually never answered that question, Alex. Did you think they deserve that draw? You can just say yes or no.
1: I did say it. I thought I said in the beginning. Maybe yeah, they. I, I they deserve the draw for sure. Okay,
0: Shots on target six to five. Uh, Brighton led that as well. Possession, same thing. Chelsea always leads possession. I always run through those top really three main categories. Shots, shots on target, possession, one, two, three, Chelsea. No, all three of them led by Brighton in this match. And the third one being possession 53 to 47% passes. Again, a Chelsea led thing. A uh, stat line here, but no Brighton with four hundred sixty-two. The Chelsea's four hundred eighteen. Pass accuracy the same at seventy-nine. Chelsea led in fouls fourteen to seven. Yellow cards four to one. Red cards no. Uh, neither side had one. Offsides one. Offsides for um, one offsides for Chelsea in this match. Corners ten to eight. Chelsea led in that. And going from there, I would say. That Chelsea is still okay when it comes to the top three. Chelsea is still okay. They sit in second right now with 42 points. Liverpool behind them with 41. Like I said, crucial match on Sunday. Man City—they're running away with it. They're, they're with 50 points. But Chelsea do still have a chance. Their last five being three draws, two two wins. And Arsenal sitting in fourth with 35 points, but we don't even need to worry about them at this point. When, it, when talking about Thomas Tuchel and whether Chelsea are still involved in a title race, he, sh- he said, quote, how should we be in it? We have seven COVID cases. We have five or six players out for six or more weeks. How should we compete in a title race? Everybody else who has a full squad, everybody in training has the full power to come through this league. We would be stupid to think we can do it out of covid and injuries. Um well, yeah, Alex, your reactions to this. I'll go to you.
1: He's right. He's kind of pulling a Jurgen Klopp with all the freaking excuses. I do got to say. So, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be unbiased, right? As much as I back Tuchel. He's 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 whining a bit, right? We get it. A lot of teams have it to deal with it. Maybe not as bad as Chelsea. Definitely not as bad as Chelsea probably. But he's really turning into a clop right now with all these excuses. But I agree. Um, Things have been turning against us, not getting matches postponed. The injuries are killing us. Whoever's in the training staff, they need to go back to school, get a new degree and come back so that they keep our players healthy. And really, this condensed schedule is not helping either. And because of COVID, we have a lot of these players like Reese James who are playing more than they usually would because there's no one to give them a breather. And uh, that's really a main problem as well. Uh, and that's causing some of these injuries. So it, it, I wouldn't say it's really on the medical staff. I was more making a joke there. But it's these the amount of games with the lack of players that we have available that's causing the injuries. And these injuries are longer-term effects than even COVID. Um, and that's going to be the the big problem for Chelsea. So yeah, it's it's really tough. It's, you know, as much as I want to be mad, Yes, today, individually, should we have conceded a late goal like that? No. Should we have played better with the personnel we had out there? No. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was about to say no. Uh, yes, we should have played better. But there are a lot of excuses to fall back on, and I'm not furious like I probably would have been if there wasn't all this stuff going on outside the pitch. If there, if there, If I just watched the game, looked at the players on the pitch, and then saw the result, I would be unhappy. But you have to take, there's context to things, right? You can't just look at things, not everything's black and white.
0: Are there any other injuries that we should go to? Well,
1: so. uh, Conte did come back today. He did not look really like himself. Uh, mm. Kind of looked like he was rushed back, because, you know, kind of was, because we have no other options uh, unless you want to start Saul. So he's back in training, which is good. Tiago Silva, we don't know how long that's going to be. They kind of are keeping a closed mouth on that. And oh, now we and, have Reese James, James and Christensen also now. So our defense is really getting battered.
0: I was going to say, what's the update? Because I think Tuchel gave an update regarding Christensen.
1: And Timo Werner, there was an update as well. I was going to say, um, Timo,
0: Timo Werner, I know that update. Timo Werner is suffering from a, a bad case of COVID, which, funny enough, it was the other German, Kai Havertz, last season, who was suffering from a bad case of COVID, right? And, but I think Werner yeah. also had COVID last year too when it was bad for him.
1: No, I don't think Werner had COVID. I think Werner, no, Havertz got COVID twice, I think. Maybe he got it once. I don't know. It's hard to keep track of all this COVID, I gotta say.
0: Yeah, but this is like last season. What so I know for him he's having he's not coming back because of the COVID issues. Christensen had he's already been. He's not even back hurt. in training. Yeah. Right, right, right. Due to due to like how bad his symptoms were. Christensen had already been hurt. And soldiered on throughout halftime. And then Chalba yeah. replaced him, which is, yeah. again, because, I mean, that could have been him saying, listen, I'm going to go out on the pitch today, but that also could have been because we are lacking in the amount of players that we have to back up, to ba- yeah, to back up, basically. So, I don't know. We'll yeah. have to see. But, I mean, if I read it off, right, everyone, Mendy, Asby, Christensen, Rudiger, Pulisic, Kovacic, Jorginho, uh, Rhys James, Mason Mount, Kalamatsu Nadori, Lukaku. That is a squad that any side from places five through twenty in the Premier League will take as their starting as their starting squad against yeah. Brighton, nonetheless. Against Brighton, like this wasn't like a we're not playing Man City. This wasn't a Man a Man City match. No, this was a Brighton match. So I get it. I understand what Thomas Tuchel is stating, but Brighton's in tenth. There shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't really make all these excuses here. I get it. I, I get he's furious with COVID. And I get his job. This is his job, right? His job is, I wouldn't say even in jeopardy because Tuchel has done so much for this club. So I understand it's his job though. So he should be a little fed up. I, I get that. Stay yeah, your frustration. On the
1: line. We're, we're sitting here talking I, about the team. I get it. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a difference.
0: I, I, I get it, but you can be frustrated, but there's a difference between taking responsibility and having frustration. And Alex, I know it's funny, we we make all these claims between both sides of football, American and Europe, and the Giants because we do a podcast on them and we're huge diehard fans of them just like we are Chelsea. But I mean, this kind of falls under the same realm. With Joe Judge, who is the head coach of the New York Giants, the football team, the man does not take responsibility and blames it on others. He had his offensive coordinator, who is like his assistant coach, get fired under his behalf. And now you go over to Thomas Tuchel, and he's not getting his assistant coaches fired, but he's putting the Premier League under blame for his mistakes. Some of them.
1: But he's also blaming them for their mistakes, right? He's not taking full responsibility, which is a problem. But he, there, there's definitely blame on both parties, is what I'd say. Sure. And Tuchel's frustrated. That's, uh, that's it, really.
0: You ready for the player ratings?
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: If you're new, the player ratings are what Alex uh, and when Peter, if he ever comes back, (laughs) if he ever comes back, when he returns, (laughs) when he returns, when he makes his grand return, it's for Alex and Peter to guess the player ratings based on fan nation, which is sports Illustrated's absolute Chelsea site uh, based on their player ratings. And so far in the two matches that we tried against wolves, Alex was five for 11 against Villa. Alex was seven for 11. So let's see how well he does. Nine
1: today, baby. Nine today.
0: It's a big claim, and we'll see if you get there. Uh, again, if there are .5s at the end, I give him the warning, but I obviously like that's all he gets. So starting with Edward Mendy, there is a point .5, Alex, at the end of this. 8.5. 7.5. You start at 0 for 1 so far.
1: That's not good. Only one mistake left.
0: We got- <laughs> yeah, seriously. We go to Asby. Eight out of ten. They give him a six out of ten, and oh no. you need to get every single one left right to get a nine out of ten. But if you get one still wrong, you can still improve and go to eight out of ten. All right, anyway. I
1: thought Aspie was solid today. Anyway, all right. They give they say 10.
0: they're they're one cent for Christensen?
1: Yeah.
0: Over three. He was six out of ten. For Aspie, because oh. I know you mentioned him. They said the one sentence here yeah, the captain wasn't involved too much, didn't get beaten too much, but did nothing noteworthy. Solid for the most of the game. Remember, again, solids, solids, their average, average is their six out of 10. So keep that in mind. Rudiger. Okay. Six out of 10. Oh, no, 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 no. Seven out, Eight out of 10. Out- oh, still wrong. Eight out of 10.
1: Oh, this is a bad start.
0: Christian Pulisic. Six out of 10. Five seriously you're going 0 for 5 to start okay Mateo Kovacic
1: 6 out of 10
0: correct 1 for 5 oh my god we go to Jorginho
1: 5 out of 10
0: correct answer would be 6 out of 10 you're 1 for 6 Bad game today. Bad game on Chelsea's part. Bad game on your part. Uh, uh, Reese James, we skipped that actually because they didn't give him one due to the injury. Okay. Okay. So we'll go to Mason Mount here. So it's going to be out of 10, whatever your final score is. But out of 10 is also the match ratings uh, or the match ratings for each player. So Mason Eight Mount. 8 out of 10. 6 out of 10.
1: <laughs> Seriously? I think he <laughs> played decent today.
0: Quiet game for Mount today. Didn't do a lot of note. Other than provide the assist for Lukaku in the 28th minute opener. So, wow. That's even with the assist. They don't give him much credit Disrespect. after that.
1: Disrespect. All right.
0: You're one for seven. Romelu Lukaku. Eight out of ten. Nine out of ten oh. for Big Rom. Chelsea standout player of the day. Scored and held up the ball well. Layers the ball off for teammates and he was did. a nightmare for the center backs. Very, very good game for Romelu Lukaku. Very happy about that. Kyle munson Adoy.
1: Five out of ten.
0: Seven out of ten. Alex.
1: What are they even talking about? The, like, oh my
0: god! This is your worst performance ever in today's Whoa, match. Th-
1: it's two or one.
0: One. Oh, no, no. <laughs> for nine in Chelsea versus Wolves.
1: One for ten or one for nine.
0: Well, one for nine, ten positions overall. No, or am well, I? One
1: for ten. One for ten. One out of ten attempts. Oh, one right. One for ten.
0: Sorry, ten I ten missed ten. one. One for ten. There you go. That's unfortunate. Let's do the bench real quick. Marcus Alonso.
1: I get half a point if I get these. Fine. <laughs> five out of ten.
0: Correct. One point yes. five out of ten. <laughs> one point five for ten, I should say. We keep okay. the fur 10? Okay, fine. I'll, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, Chalaba. Six. Seven. And Angola oh. Conte. Six. Eight. You know, they actually contradict your statement of not being a normal Conte. They say unsurprisingly, a good performer from the Frenchman, breaking up plays. He and was good, balls. but it just I'm felt sure. like he was a little bit off. All right, let's Hello. go. Let's go back to this discussion here, and I want to finish this, the topic by uh, talking about the signings that we can make because in January that we're coming up to right now. Let's just say we recall Paul Mary. That's not the only thing that's got to happen, right? So there's got to be signings that are made. Who are these signings? Who are they? I,
1: I always get it. Is it Luca Dean or is it Digne? I I I think think it's Dinier.
0: I think it's Dinier too. I just, that's it. No other option.
1: I like Tagliafico, but I don't think he's going to hold up in the Prem because he is, I don't know his exact height, but I guess he's five foot six. And I think he's going to be a little bit too short. He's shorter than Aspie. And I think that's a problem. And he's not going to hand, he's not going to be able to handle the physicality of the Premier League. That's what I'm worried about with him. Otherwise, I do like him as a player. I think he's solid. He's technically sound. He's a good defender. But I do think he might get bullied around in the Premier League. Dinier's has already been here. He's been successful. He's got a very nice uh, left foot from corners, from crosses. He could give some nice deliveries to Romelu Lukaku. I think he's the one. Everton are okay with letting him go because Everton are not very good. So they'll take whatever they can get. Send Lucas Dinier over to Chelsea. That's my guy. Uh, and that's what kind of the rumors are suggesting.
0: There was other rumors regarding Milan's Theo Hernandez, although that's going to probably be too expensive.
1: Theo Hernandez is going to cost an arm and a leg, and I don't think he's going to want to come here just to be the backup long term. So, so no, I, I don't think that's realistic.
0: So you look to it, and you see Dine, and you see Palmieri. We're in a pretty good state because you have Callum and Odoi. You have mm-hmm. Asby starting in the right wing back spot. And you can even change around the Thomas Tuchel system where you won't you won't have to start one or the other. So you do a 4-3-3. And then you have... Oh, I want to do my 4-3-3 lineup, Alex. I was about to go crazy, but you raise your You're hand. You're
1: going to go, go 4-3-3? I mean, you go all out. I'm listening.
0: I'm all ears. Just because then we won't have to risk starting... Asby and Hudson O'Doy because maybe Tuchel's gonna want Asby starting in the back three. If, if we stick with this, all right, so let me run through my four through three, right? And this with
1: Hudson Doy cannot play right back, excuse me. He's- okay, he can you play right I- wing
0: back, that's what I'm saying. In a three four and Thomas Tuchel system right now, in a three oh, four, okay. two, yeah. one, yeah, yeah, okay, you got right. It. So Sorry. I'm saying we won't have to play Asby and Hudson Doy, because then in the following game after that. Both of them are going to be tired. What are we going to do? So that's what I'm saying. In a 4-3-3, we'll be fine. Let me run through it, please. Wow. Thank you. All right. Everyone is basically healthy for this one. So just listen. Tiago Silva, Rudiger at the back, main two. Left back, Luca Dinier, you would assume. Right back, Rhys James, you would hope. If not, Aspie. Three in the midfield. Jorginho, Kovacic, and Conte, Left wing. Now, this is the problem because you want to say, um, I'm going to go left wing, Christian Pulisic, right wing, Timo Werner, and up top, front and center, Big Ram, Romelu Lukaku. See, Alex, what's wrong with that lineup? Because you're, like, shaking your head at me. You're putting your head no, down. No,
1: nothing wrong. I was just scratching my head against my microphone because my oh, head is itchy. That's good. Totally normal thing to do. I, I like your idea. Um, I, I think it I think it works well. We'll see what Tuchel does. But Dinier coming in. Send Marcus Alonso to Everton. It'll be perfect. Send him over. Add a cheeky 15 mil alongside it. 15 mil plus Marcus Alonso. Bang, bang. Deal done. I'm an agent now, so send me over Chelsea. I'll get it done for you. Fifteen million plus Marcus Alonso. Marcus Alonso is probably worth negative five million, so it's really ten million deal overall. Works out perfectly. Bang, done, boom.
0: What do you say to doing a preview to the Liverpool match on Wednesday? Because apparently, within forty-eight hours, that that came out on a report yesterday. Within forty-eight hours, Chelsea's going to make the decision on recalling. Both players on loan, either Ian Matson or um, Emerson, Paul Mary, which could be very well a lie and just a media thing. But we, I would think by Sunday or Saturday or Friday, whatever, whenever we would do the preview, we would know at that point or if more news comes out. So what do you think of doing a preview?
1: So the game is on Sunday, the 2nd of January. Correct. I'm just, so we could do... So the preview would probably come out... Saturday. Saturday meaning we record on the thirty first, meaning that nothing will have been officially done yet, which is the only problem. We'll have to take this under advisement, I think.
0: What if we did it on Saturday?
1: We did it on Saturday. Now that's an idea. We do it Saturday morning. Look at that. Wait, New
0: Year's Eve is on a Friday night.
1: Yeah, apparently. How fun is
0: that? Partying it out for everyone all
1: right know. yes we'll do it that way saturday morning we'll record hopefully stuff will have come out if it's literally nothing then we probably won't but there's gonna be something so you would hope yeah so there, there we go that's the plan follow us on twitter and you can you'll know
0: obviously right, you'll find out all right so then find out. we'll put it in our calendars get excited because get excited. because because chelsea first liverpool preview might be coming out on Saturday at some point. Anyway, uh, we appreciate listening to this extended little episode of the Talking Blues podcast, talking Chelsea versus Brighton recap as well as the um, the situation at wingback for Chelsea FC. My name is Josh, and I was oh, if Peter returns, that's also
1: another storyline. Because if Peter doesn't return, then what's it, like? Is he going to be recalled in the January transfer <laughs> window? <laughs> Because he's currently nowhere to be found, so he's currently on vacation. Are we going to recall him from vacation? That's the real question. So stay tuned to find out.
0: My name is Josh, and I am joined in this episode by my co-host Alex. You can go follow him on Twitter at Anorian23. I am on Twitter at JoshOla29. Like Alex said, follow the Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Go follow the TikTok as TikTok as well by the same username Talking Blues Pod. ShipItStudios.com slash Talking Blues. That is ShipItStudios.com slash Talking Blues. What's on there? Well, all of the places where you can listen are on there. So how about you go check them out if you don't like the main, but we're on the main. Apple Podcasts, subscribe there. Spotify, you can do the same as subscribing. Five stars. Rate if you want. Review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, subscribe on YouTube, Talking Blues Podcasts. Might have had some videos coming out soon on there. But anyway, for right now, Thank you so much for listening. For Alex, I'm Josh, and we will see you next time on the Talking Blues Podcast. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... Please subscribe and happy listening.